Podcast, Episode 2. Uh, as promised, we are going to talk about cruise sales, uh, and are they really worth waiting for? Uh, they're also a bit of kind of something that never seems to stop. So you might have subscribed at your various cruise lines website for the best deal, uh, or to be notified of the best deal, and you'll quickly find that whether it's Cunard on the, let's say, call it high end for the sake of argument, or uh, Norwegian or Carnival, Royal Caribbean, Princess, what have you, you're going to probably get an email from them every single week with the best deal ever, which is expiring soon, and you've got 24, 48 hours, whatever the time frame is, to take advantage of their free promotions, discounted pricing, ever expiring, amazing offers that are going to be gone tomorrow. And then you'll wait and you'll find you get the same email next week with, you know, one word different or a dollar different or a new name for the sale. Uh, and, you know, it's always on sale. That's really the problem. <laughs> so the the concept of this type of marketing is kind of the scarcity marketing that the deal is going to be going away uh, shortly. But one of the first rules of marketing uh, that you'll you know, learn kind of in um, business school, so to speak, uh, at least in the online business school of hard knocks, is that you know if you're always saying that something is going to go away and it doesn't go away, then you kind of lose all of your credibility with your audience. So if you're going to make a time-limited offer or promotion, it really has to be time-limited. If you're going to say it ends at midnight tomorrow night, well, it better end at midnight the following night. Now, what they're thinking, of course, is that they don't actually want to not sell you a ticket, so they're always going to give you some kind of deal. Uh, because they want your money and you know they want you to click on the site. The problem is it doesn't take you long, even if you're not in this industry. If you're just an average fan tracking prices, it doesn't take you long to realize that they're full of it. So what it does is in the end is you just start to ignore all the sales emails because at the end of the day, you, you realize that they don't mean anything. That at any given week, you can go and you can get some, some current version of the sale and they all kind of look similar week on week. So with that said, should you be waiting for a sale? Well, as we just discussed, there's kind of always a sale. Um, but, you know, the right pricing strategy generally is buy sooner like everything there's supply and demand and you know when there's the most supply generally the best price comes out uh, at the beginning uh, and the thinking behind that is as we mentioned a bit of supply and demand but you know you you are going to lock in probably the best price uh, in most cases right at the beginning now for instance fast forward a year uh, and maybe that cruise hasn't as sold as well as they thought it was going to. So then they might start running some sales and, and drop that price to get more tickets sold. And generally speaking with most cruise lines, up until the final payment date, you can rebook your cruise at the then current price and get whatever savings they currently have to offer. And kind of like investing in a stock where you then, you know, people who like me that love to cruise, uh, you know, you, you might find yourself checking the price a little too regularly to see if maybe it's dropped, uh, you know, $10 and should you be calling to get a price reduction. So what I normally say is there's a couple things you do. If you're doing it on your own, um, 
you know, book book early or as soon as you know you want to take a cruise or as soon as you start looking for a time frame you want to take a cruise, book the best value you can find at that time. And if it's before final payment date, then periodically check, you know, whether you know, whether that's weekly, monthly, what have you, you know, but check check occasionally, see if the, there's a noticeable price drop. Uh, and then call and get the price reduction or whatever current promotion. Sometimes it's not just price. Maybe the price is the same, but they're offering you onboard credit or free meals or you know whatever the promotion might be. Uh, you still have time to take advantage of that. Uh, almost all cruise lines allow you to rebook at the current price prior to final payment date. Once you're past final payment date, every cruise line treats that a bit differently. So some might offer you... Uh, an onboard credit, some might offer you nothing, some might offer you a room upgrade that, that's uh, equivalent to maybe the, the current dollar difference that you're not realizing because you can't reprice. Um, everybody's going to treat it a little differently, both by policy and then oftentimes depending on who you get uh, and how nice they want to be seems to also be a little bit of that. Um, now, if you use a travel agent, uh, a lot of them will also, you know, claim to offer kind of a price watch service for you. So definitely if you use a travel agent, uh, I would inquire about what type of price monitoring post-purchase they have. And just keep in mind that some of them is going to be automated and some of them are going to offer that as a service, but maybe it's something where they kind of do a weekly check or when they're notified of a new sale they check anybody that's booked on a qualifying sailing and they might look at the price if you can find somebody that's doing it in an automated fashion and there are travel agencies out there that do this um, I find a value in that because I just feel like I don't have to be worried about if there's a sale for a day or a night or a limited amount of cabins that qualify for the sale um, you know that I'm dependent upon a person um, kind of paying attention. The, you know, maybe the software won't automatically rebook it, but at least it's alerting the travel agency that something needs to be done. Uh, and and I, I get a little bit more of a sleep sleep easy at night because price differences can be quite um, extravagant in their swings. Um, you know, we were monitoring a cruise to Australia uh, a couple months ago. And, you know, over the course of one weekend to the next, uh, it had changed almost, uh, you know, $2,000 a person. And, uh, you know, that's quite significant. And several days later, it was back up to what the original price was plus some. So obviously there was some reason that they wanted to bump some cabin sales. And, you know, had uh, the travel agency not been paying attention, uh, you know, maybe we wouldn't have been the wiser, but as it, as it happens... Um, you know, we were able to save a bunch of money uh, planning that cruise. So uh, the next thing to kind of talk about is, um, you know, what all the free perks are that these sales often, you know, promise you and, and are they worth it? So price is obviously one thing, but you'll often find, um, you know, meals being included, onboard credit or alcohol being included are probably the three most popular types of, of items um, and then followed up with maybe uh, some form of prepaid gratuities, uh, free internet access on, on some level or for unlimited. Um, and they all are going to have a different value to you and what you want, of course. You know, maybe you love specialty restaurants. Maybe you need to be online the whole cruise. You know, what, whatever is going to float your boat, so to speak. 
um, are going to be the things that you want to look for. But know that sometimes the included or free benefits are not, uh, maybe not be as good of a deal as they appear on paper. And what I mean by that is, let's take, uh, Norwegian is famous for their free at sea offer, which is uh, another one of those deals that's forever ending, but never really um, ending. So for their, their unlimited drink package is generally $89 a person per day and all adults in the stateroom, which is generally going to be two, uh, if you're uh, traveling with more than one person, has to buy it, meaning one person can't buy it and the other person get nothing uh, because they're not dumb. And of course, there's been a few rotten um, apples that spoiled a bunch and people end up sharing the drink packages. So everybody has to have it. So $89 a person per day, uh, it's a lot of alcohol, meaning that if you figure your average drink, let's just say it's $10 as an average price point, you know, so your, your unlimited drink package is basically saying you need to be drinking around nine drinks a day that are alcoholic in, the, in this price uh, comparison uh, for it to make sense for you. And if you do, there's, I mean, obviously you drink what you drink on a cruise, uh, no judgment on that. Maybe you drink 20 drinks, who cares? The, the, uh, but if you're somebody who's only going to have two or three drinks a day, you know, unlimited alcohol is probably not the perk you want to pick because, um, you know, you're not going to get your values for, it, especially if you're paying for it. Now, if it's included, just know that the free drinks are generally not free. And what I mean by that, that is for uh, two people in a stateroom, if you get the free drink package, you end up paying just around $250 in prepaid gratuities for your drink package. So that works out to about 12 drinks per person um, that you've paid for for your free drink package. So 24 mixed drinks at $10 a pop uh, you're paying for in prepaid gratuities. Um, now the math works out different for different people, but again, if you're people, who, if you're somebody who doesn't drink a lot um, and you just want to have a glass of wine with dinner and maybe a cocktail once during the day, then you know, paying an extra two hundred fifty dollars up front, uh, you're you know you're still not going to get your money's worth uh, in a lot of situations. So just be uh, cognizant of what free is, and really look at the detailed price when you're checking out because it, it is normally broken out for you. So you'll have your cruise fare, your taxes, and your port fees, which are really something that, that generally are are always going to be there because they're they're independent of the cruise line in in theory. Um, and then you're going to have prepaid gratuities or any add-on packages or service charges. And those are going to be, you know, assessed by the cruise line. And you'll see them change based on your free package because you're still often paying taxes and gratuities for the value of your free package had you pay, paid full retail for it. So for me personally, I think it's a bit of misleading advertising calling something that you're going to get free as kind of the all bold part to make you click forward when booking your cruise only to find that you are still paying for something. Uh, you'll find a lot of online debate about whether that's misleading or not because, you know, would you not tip your waiter if you, you know, if, if you had bought those drinks, et cetera, et cetera. But the reality is they're the ones choosing the word, use the word free. Um, and I, so it's not that I don't think there's value in it for certain people. I think it's just a bit misleading and you get kind of excited and then you, you know, you realize, well, maybe this isn't as good of a deal as I thought it was going to be. Uh, Norwegian also often does a 
uh, you know, three meal dining plan. And again, you're going to pay close to $30 in, in prepaid gratuities, which I happen to think is a good deal. But again, it's, it's, it's up to you. Uh, you know, if you'd rather be in the main dining room, you can pay nothing. Um, so if and it's your first cruise with any cruise line, uh, you know, and everybody's got similar promotions, I just happen to highlight Norwegian's numbers uh, for, for these examples, but they're all going to be in, in similar vein uh, of each other. Uh, if it's your first cruise on any cruise line, I recommend that you do uh, try the main dining room or at least plan on eating in the main dining room. Uh, you may find you totally dislike it or you may find that you love it and you know, why, why spend your vacation money uh, at a specialty restaurant? And, you know, you, you often can book. Uh, I've, I've rarely seen all the restaurants get booked up uh, on a cruise uh, right away. So if you determine after a couple meals in the dining room that it's just not your cup of tea, uh, you know, go book a, a table at the steakhouse the next night or, or whatnot, and uh, maybe you'll pay a little bit more uh, versus having pre-booked it. But give the main dining room a chance. Uh, food is such a personal taste, it's, it's hard to make a proclamation uh, across all the cruise lines. Some people love the food on Norwegian, some people hate it, some people love the food on Royal Caribbean, some people dislike it. Uh, I think that, uh, you know, there's such a personal taste factor that it, it's not, um, you know, it's not something that we can, uh, you know, I can, I can say you have to do this. Other than I will, we actually will talk about food in an upcoming podcast and I'll give you my personal opinion, but I, I, I will strengthen, <laughs> add that caveat that it is personal opinion, especially with food. I think there's really just a lot of individuality into what people like and dislike. Um, so as far as sales go, yes, track, track the sales um, and know that as you get closer to that final payment date, you're going to see some interesting things with the pricing of your cruise in a lot of cases. Much like an airline does, it's, it's very supply and demand oriented. Uh, if there's too many cabins left to sell, obviously they want to sell them. Um, and you, it's a, it gets tricky because you'll see price fluctuations start to go up and down during the last several months. Um, so if you're already committed to the cruise, uh, you know, great, maybe you'll save a little bit of money or get an extra promotion. Once final payment date comes, though, it can be a little frustrating if they still have cabins to sell and the last couple weeks before the cruise, they unload them at a very low price and there's nothing that you can get for it. Um, they've tried to do a better job of averaging out those cabin prices over a longer period of time so that there's not these big spikes and valleys in the pricing. Um, and they've also tried to hold kind of a minimum floor so that you don't end up with uh, an almost free cabin the week before the cruise. That said, um, you know, we, we've been on a cruise several years ago where we booked the cruise uh, four days, five days before it left. And we paid a little over 200, uh, I think, euros a person. This was in Europe. Uh, and we were on board talking with people. You know, we were, of course, very excited that we paid almost nothing and walked on the boat at the last minute with all these promotions and a cheap price. And we met people who had booked the cruise, you know, well over a year in advance and had paid, you know, a couple thousand dollars per person for the same same room. And I might add, we, we were actually upgraded to a mini suite on top of that, just the way it worked out with the rooms they had available. So, you know, you, you, at some point, uh, I think, uh, much like buying a stock, uh, you know, if you're if you know you're happy with the price you paid and you're planning on going on the cruise, there is a certain mental, um, I think, just 
you know, don't get caught up in the stress of the price. If you're happy with what you paid, maybe just close the browser and say, that's that. I don't need to look at it again. I'm happy with what I've got, and there's no sense micromanaging it. Uh, I, I myself have a hard time letting that happen because I just figure I, I want to keep getting the best deal that, that I can. But again, don't let it <laughs> let it take over your life because it can. Uh, as silly as that, as that sounds. Uh, so I guess the question is the, the sales that you should wait for, there are a few that kind of are worth taking advantage of. And generally speaking, like the rest of, of the U.S. cruise um, you know, market or business market uh, these days is they also have kind of a Black Friday sale. And oftentimes you will see pretty big discounts on uh, cruise fares or promotions, onboard credit, um, and especially kind of cruise planner sales in advance. So you'll see like Royal Caribbean uh, will often do very big discounts if you're prepaying for alcohol or food or internet um, for an already booked cruise. You can get significant discounts through the cruise planner uh, during those um, sale times. And if you already paid for internet um, or whatever the, the perk is, most of the cruise lines allow you to cancel them fully. Um, and then rebook at the new price. So if you've already prepaid for food, um, you know, internet, as we mentioned, or drink package, um, you can cancel them and rebook. Um, and if you're in doubt, make sure you call the cruise line first. If it's not clear what the policy is um, or what's going to happen when you do it, I would s s sincerely <laughs> uh, suggest that you talk to the cruise line and ask them, can I cancel and rebook this? And is there any you know, any caveats, any penalties, um, and they might be able to help you just do it on the phone right there so that if anything does happen, because there have been uh, reports of people canceling something and end up getting their cruise canceled on accident. So if it's not really clear what you're doing, um, you know, make sure you call and get their advice and have them walk you through the steps or at least verify that you're doing what you're supposed to be doing so that you've got kind of a point of reference uh, you know, that you're not going down the, the wrong path. In, in those cases of those sales, I wouldn't say don't book your cruise before because although it might be, uh, let's say the cruise is now at a 20% discount over what the price was the day before the Black Friday sale, a year prior to that might have been 30% less to start off with. So again, I, I personally would say book as far ahead as you can and then just periodically monitor the price or have a travel agent um, you know, do that for you. And cruising, I, I will end with uh, the talk of sales. Cruising is, or the, the talk of using a travel agent um, uh, for this in sales, is that it, it's one of the few areas left where you know I I self plan my travel in the sense of that I know where I want to go and what I want to do, what cruise I want to be on. I'm not looking for them for that advice, but there normally are still big incentives to using a travel agent when it comes to cruising. And the same cannot be said for flying and, and a lot of other things. I'm, I'm, I'm not saying don't, if, if you like them, use them. But in the travel space for cruising specifically, you're normally getting bigger perks. Uh, they normally share with you some of their commissions. What's in the cruise space is still, um, there's still a, a reasonable lot of money being paid out to travel agencies, unlike you know flights where they might only get a few dollars. Uh, you know, they often will give you a share of that, so you could get an extra fifty or hundred dollars onboard credit or frequent flyer miles if you're booking through your airline portal. So there's still a lot of perks that they can offer you, um, and often we find that their price is quite a bit uh, lower than the cruise line directly. Or when you figure in the onboard credit, you know, it makes the price a couple hundred dollars less.
so, so really the moral is, you know, don't, don't be afraid of using your A or a travel agent uh, when booking your cruise. They really do, in this particular niche travel industry, they do generally offer a good value. Uh, if you get a travel agent you like, they normally can also offer you a lot of information because you really can go down a rabbit hole of reading about reviews of cruises. And if you enjoy doing that, by all means, do so. But also know that you're probably going to save money if you do your own research and then in conjunction work with a travel agency um, to get some additional benefits. And just make sure that anything that you're hoping to take advantage of that your travel agency offers you, sometimes there are some caveats. Um, for instance, Norwegian does auctions on cabins um, that are unsold. And, and for instance, as it stands at this moment, Costco Travel doesn't allow you to participate in those auctions if you book through them. Um, you know, so that sometimes there can be little oddities and you just want to make sure you know what all those might be up front. So with that said, if you have any questions, comments about uh, cruise promotions that you've seen or that you wonder if they're worth it, do you think it makes sense to wait for a sale or do you think that getting all these emails gets a little bit crazy, uh, definitely write to us. You can reach us at podcast at wildcruising.com. Uh, the next episode, we are going to start doing some comparisons about the different cruise lines, which again are a bit personal, but we'd like to highlight some of the main uh, points between different cruise lines. And we're going to start with uh, discussing Norwegian versus Disney um, and kind of what we think are the pros and the cons of each, each cruise line, what they do right, wrong, or indifferent between each other. Um, and then we'll, we'll go back to some other um, uh, topics about private tours versus shipboard tours in the following podcast. Uh, and we're going to kind of intermix, you know, some, some of these cruise lines, uh, versus other cruise line informationals. Um, so if you have any opinion on what, what do you think of, of Norwegian versus, um, Disney, uh, go ahead and submit your comments now and we can cover them in the next podcast. Um, or maybe respond to any questions. And again, that's at podcast at wildcruising.com. And until next week, I've been Jed, and I hope you have safe travels.